Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, we'll uh, dive into this here and continue on the other side. But from uh, a, a fun, light topic to uh, a, a serious situation, Ashley Scoggins suing Nebraska over a relationship with a coach. You have a former Nebraska women's basketball player accusing Coach Amy Williams and athletic director, of Tre- athletic director Trev Alberts of not taking appropriate action when her sexual relationship with an assistant coach became widely known, Scoggins filing a civil lawsuit in U.S. District Court describing how then-associate head coach Chuck Love allegedly took special interest in her and how the relationship turned sexual and caused Scoggins to fear retaliation if she refused to engage in it. So this lawsuit was filed uh, Sunday in addition to Williams and Albert's uh, names the university's Board of Regents and Love. As defendant, Scoggins seeks a jury trial in Lincoln and unspecified damages for alleged violation of her civil rights. Williams and a spokesperson with the Regents declined comment. Alberts and Love did not immediately respond to texts and emails from the Associated Press seeking comment. And um, you have a, a quote here. Uh, from the attorney of, of Scoggin. It's a very troubling and serious subject of predatory predatory coaches when uh, that pursue sexual relationships with student-athletes. There's an enormous imbalance of power between the professional coach and the student-athlete. This is something that was well-known in 2022. Certainly, Division One athletes that operate at the top level are well aware the harm that comes from this kind of predatory situation. And there's a strong, strong onus on the university and on the coaches to prevent this from happening and even forbid it does happen to address it correctly. Scoggins played two seasons for Nebraska, dismissed from the team on the same day Love was suspended with pay in February of 2022. Love resigned three months later. Scoggins now plays for UNLV. So this is... Uh, this is absolutely a messy, potentially messy situation. 28-page lawsuit, federal court in Scotts Bluff is where this was filed. And uh, it, it alleges that Chuck Love initiated the sexual relationship. Uh, and uh, it, it's on the federal level here. So, you know, what what next for Nebraska? What next for all of these parties named what next for for Scoggins in this and guys if we rewind if we rewind two years ago with this whole situation I mean there was some some truth and some rumor floating out there that uh, came to a head and you have uh, more details shed in this 28 page uh, lawsuit yeah and the, the real parts here that stick with you and know, I think are going to be uh, what the lawsuit really focused on is is that balance of power that is at play here with Chuck Love being an assistant coach and has some say over playing time. That then makes this seem like a sexual assault as opposed to a consensual sexual relationship. 
uh, which then throws a wrench into things completely considering Scoggin was thrown off the team whenever she may have been the victim in this situation, which then puts a lot of questions first on, on coach Amy Williams and how she, ha- she handled this situation mm-hmm. immediately kicking Scoggin off the team while Chuck Love was, uh, or coach Love, I should say, was placed on administrative leave. That is uh, it, something that I think is going to be to, to be part of the forefront of this lawsuit. That is not a good look uh, for, for what this, or I guess representing what this situation mm-hmm. actually is. It makes it seem like Scoggin did something wrong, which on her side of the lawsuit, she did nothing wrong. She was the victim of a, a balance of power. Yeah, it's not here. supposed to happen victim to me. Of, I'm, of I'm predatory action. And it's, it, it, it comes off as the Nebraska basketball team, not protecting their student athlete and punishing them for the wrongdoing of an assistant coach, which what does this mean for the future of Amy Williams? I don't think it looks good personally, as I look at it. I know Trev Alberts is also listed in this lawsuit uh, for uh, not taking appropriate action to protect uh, a student athlete. I- I'm not sure how much uh, he is, dare, dare I say, at risk here. Um, but sure, that's that's th- might might not be the best word to use. I'm not sure, but Amy Williams is is. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough situation, but it does not look good for her. A little bit more uh, on this. We'll kind of lay out more of this lawsuit. Hale Vaughn City continues on a Monday. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Monday edition, Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. More on the Scoggins lawsuit. We laid out a little bit of it for you to end uh, the the past segment. Uh, when it comes to uh, the uh, filings here, you have. Chuck Love, you have the University of Nebraska Board of Regents, you have Trev Alberts, you have Amy Williams uh, named in this lawsuit uh, to hone in on Williams and Alberts. They're accused of not providing training or setting rules and policies prohibiting staff members from having sexual relationships with athletes, uh, with the lawsuit saying the lack of safeguards was, quote, so reckless that misconduct involving sexual misconduct by coaches was inevitable as of September 2021. According to the lawsuit, Yad Skagen had an internship in the athletic department in the summer of 2021. She expressed interest in becoming a coach someday. Love invited Skagen's to uh, work at a small table in his office. She accepted. Love asked Skagen's personal questions, including the type of alcohol she preferred. Uh, And uh, Love began asking her, to go out for drinks with him. Scoggin declined several invitations, but eventually accepted one. A few days later, they met late uh, at night at a Costco parking lot where Love kissed her and asked, have you ever done anything like, uh, have you ever done anything with a coach before? Quote, and end quote. And that in- interaction left Scoggin feeling confused and trapped because it was now undeniable that Love wanted a sexual relationship once the relationship turned sexual. Love expected Scoggin to be, quote, available and willing, end quote, whenever he wanted to have sex, including summoning her to his hotel room uh, when the team traveled for away games. And Elijah and Connor, uh, this instance in February of 2022 is what's circled and, and highlighted uh, in this lawsuit uh, the, the weekend at Penn State. In February of 2022, team members and practice players created a ruse 
to confirm and videotape Scoggins' presence in Love's hotel room. A male practice player falsely represented himself to a desk clerk as Love obtained a duplicate room key. Two team members confronted Scoggin in Love's room. They reported their findings and showed the video to, to, to Coach Williams. Williams cast Ashley in the role, again, according to this lawsuit, of a seducer and a liar. She allowed the players to berate and accuse Ashley for hours. She did not redirect or counsel the players that uh, what they had seen may be a result of abusive power by her associate head coach. So upon returning to Lincoln, Scoggins was not informed of her rights under Title IX. And in a meeting with Williams and other members of the administration was told she was off the team. According to this complaint, uh, Scoggins' dismissal and love suspension were reported simultaneously by the media. So you have a couple of key questions here with this lawsuit here when it comes to liability for the university. One, should the coach have known or did the coach know what was going on? Two, you have abuse of power. And uh, you just look at the situation in uh, smaller team sports. You have a football team and a football program. Where you guys, you have 110 and, and, and many more walk-ons, right? Just look at the sheer numbers. You look at uh, basketball, you've got 12 to 15 on the roster, maybe more, maybe less, but it's a smaller group setting. And when, when you look at that, I mean, you have uh, several things here where – one, you have Love recruited her to campus. Uh, you have um, special relationships that are developed. You, your lead recruiter in basketball is somebody that you're really tied to the hip to and somebody that you uh, are really, really presumably comfortable with because that's that's who you bought into. Yes, the coach, yes, the program, but the, the person that recruited you is somebody that you're you're, you're there for. And they control your playing time. They control your day-to-day experience. And there's also the, the team perception of you uh, in that setting. And, and all of that here is the, the abuse of power angle with this lawsuit. I mean, I kind of go back to what we covered this summer with Northwestern. And I know that was a different situation mm-hmm. and a, a much bigger one, too, just with the amount of people that were involved. But you go back to the question of, should the head coach should have known or did she know? You probably answer yes to at least one of those, right? Because especially, too, if there are instances happening of this on the road, not in a – like, this isn't strictly in Lincoln. Like, no, this, you're, is, this you're, is Happy Valley. Yeah, you're in a hotel. You're all in a, a enclosed space, essentially. You're in the same building. So the fact that that's happening on the road makes it harder to believe that Nobody knew what was going on before, and the fact that a ruse had to be put together by practice players—you got a sting up to to obtain proof to show the head coach. And I mean, you have Williams. Ugly situation. Yeah, you have Williams, and and you have Love that go back a lot of years to South Dakota, and she came with him from South Dakota, and you just. it's just not a – this is obvious, but it's just not a great look. And more on this lawsuit, Nebraska, Williams, and Alberts were motivated to avoid scandal and embarrassment to the Cornhusker women's basketball program instead of being motivated to protect its student-athlete. Ashley, that's what the lawsuit says. NU, Williams, and Alberts allowed the 
speculation and perception to fester that Ashley was equally to blame or otherwise had done something improper when they should have sent a clear message that it is always improper for a professional coach to pursue a sexual relationship with a student-athlete. I, I, do you need your team rules in signed form as you walk into the facility? What are those rules being players and coaches don't yeah. have sex with one another? Is it implied to know that that's, that's a no-no? From a, from a coach's standpoint, absolutely. From a player's standpoint as well. I mean, does it need to be a... I don't think you need that in writing. Well, at least in the locker room. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, come on. Is that one of the, the team rules? And I'm not making a joke or lie to the situation. I'm, I'm saying, look, that's 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 a no no. <laughs> and I, I don't know basketball or university sports well enough to to be able to appropriately comment on. Just how, you know, what's the tip of the iceberg in, in team sports between coaches and players? I mean, what's what's the, the, the romantic involvement? Does it happen? Sure, it has happened. How widespread is it among other programs at different universities? And what's, is there something like this out there that we can kind of look back on and say, well, here's what happened at X, Y, and Z college when something like this went down. And we also don't know if there's a, a, a set of rules for the coaching staff that Amy Williams had in place. And as the, the lawsuit goes forth, maybe that will be something that comes to light that, that uh, Coach Love did, in fact, violate some sort of rules within the coaching staff. We don't know at that point. But right now it feels like, I mean, Amy Williams, there's the the the, the before the fact and after the fact of, of when it comes to light where – before the fact, if you didn't know, you should have known. Right. You should have done more to figure things out. Clearly, there's enough of a, of a rumor going around the team that they do conduct this sting operation. So you wonder if this rumor is so widespread throughout the team, how does the coaching staff, Amy Williams in particular, not know? Or why does she not know? Does she choose to not know? And then after the fact, the way you portray it as, uh, as Scoggin, I mean, as at least from her side of the story in the lawsuit, that she was the complete and total victim in this mm-hmm. circumstance. Well, and, the, and the fact that after the fact, by kicking her off the team, you paint her as a villain, as an instigator, as somebody who is to blame in this situation, uh, that is the second strike on the record of, of Amy Williams and why I think it looks bad for her moving forward in, in both senses. Because first off, you didn't know when you should have known or you chose to not know. You chose to turn, turn mm-hmm. your, your, your nose up at it. The second being how you handled it after the fact was not in a way that that protects your student athlete and protects the victim. It wasn't you stay both love and Scoggins weren't at that pit state game, but you had a team meeting and coaches talk about team and family. So some families, if there's an elephant in the room, will call a family meeting and you'll, you'll hash it out. That's what happened for hours before the, the Penn state game where you had players, per this lawsuit, go after Scoggins, and you had players go after Coach Love. And the tone, at least from this lawsuit, and Scoggins' point of view and her reporting, was that she was uh, really hammered on, swore at, uh, and made to feel like, again, the... uh, 
the person that, that tried to seduce and, the and, coach. And you'd believe it because of the way it's handled, where Love is put on administrative leave. He's essentially suspended, whereas Scoggin is just immediately kicked off the team. Right. There seems to be that double standard there of why is she kicked off the team while he is placed on, on administrative leave. I mean, there's obviously, you I'm can, sure, you can red suspend tape and, both and of them. But yes, mm-hmm. you can suspend both of them, the same punishment as more facts come to light. Like, the, the handling of it is just horrible. Like, ter- terrible all around because, like, at a place like Nebraska, which I think we're going to get into this here, it's a fishbowl. Sure. What is, done, what, it, what is done in the dark will come to the light, clearly. Um and by the way you handled this, it sent the message out there with, we all knew, like, there were rumors flying around when this happened. Mm-hmm. It all sends the message out there that, well, he's suspended, she's off the team, she's clearly done something wrong, she's clearly done more wrong. It forms but the false wh- Whether or not yeah. that, that is the narrative, or whether or not that is the, the true story, that is the narrative that comes about by the way you handled it. Sure. Well, and, and again, you're, you're, you're the coach, you're in position of power, there are lines you don't allegedly cross right because again per this lawsuit both of during this interrogation denied any relationship and uh, moving forward I mean you had uh, coach resign and she went to to UNLV and right now if if I'm Nebraska I I settle this thing I mean, like outside of court. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, you you settle this thing, and uh, you you move forward. And and on the court, you have a really good basketball team. You have a team that's right now, by all projections, in in the women's tournament, in the field as an eight seed. You just beat Iowa, and timing isn't great. No, and this is this this is absolutely uh, a a monster. Distraction, but it's well, it's a bigger it's a bigger problem than just it, saying it, it's a distraction. It's a big, yeah, it's bigger than a distraction because there's not many coaches that keep their job through a situation like this. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's no. what it feels like. This feels like Amy Williams is headed towards being fired. This doesn't happen when coaches keep their jobs very often, if at all. We'll uh, dive into the fishbowl that is Nebraska Tail City powered by Cornhead Lager.